This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. So, the changes that have been announced today is that mm-hmm. if you're earning uh, less than 150000 you're going to get more of a tax cut as mm-hmm. opposed to what was previously legislated. Mm-hmm. I think that makes complete sense because we all know our cost of living has gone up. And for us, the low-income people is always the ones that we work the hardest and we, you know, get paid the least. So I think it's a no-brainer that. Across the country, Australians are weighing up the Albanese government's change of heart. That sounds great. Anything helps at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. You know, from our perspective, it was like a five grand loss overnight. It was interesting. It doesn't impact me that much. I mean, if there's 800 bucks extra a year in my pocket, what's that? It's like $70 a month. The Prime Minister's decision to abandon tax cuts for the wealthy has been criticised as breaking an election promise, even though it gives more money to those on lower incomes during a cost-of-living crisis. So what do these tax cuts mean for you? And how politically risky will this be for Labor? Today, Anthony Albanese's gamble on tax. It's Monday, the 29th of January. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Paul, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has announced that his government will get rid of the controversial stage three tax cuts. Today I announce that from the 1st of July this year, our government will deliver a tax cut for every single Australian taxpayer. Now, he did this at the National Press Club last week. All 13.6 million taxpayers, not just some. How surprised were you? Well, it was a big, bold step, so uh, it, it was a, a bit surprising, but when you look at the history of the package, less so. Paul Carp is Guardian Australia's chief political correspondent. I mean, this would mean that people earning, you know, 150,000 were getting a big tax cut, people getting 200,000 were getting $9,000 tax cut each. So it was a very controversial plan. Mm. In 2019, Labor opposed this element. They wanted this split out of the bill because it was too generous to high income earners. They didn't get their way, so they helped pass the whole thing. They committed to it at the election, but then after they were elected in 2022, they did take a, a look at it. They, you know, Jim Chalmers was sort of authorised to go out and question whether we should be going ahead with this package. So they'd sort of loosened the jar a bit. 
but it was still a big bold move to see them tear the lid right off uh, in you know just the, the the first month of the of the new political year. Uh, they've been setting this up for weeks by talking about giving more cost of living relief, raising people's expectations, uh, and then they did uh, you know deliver with a bang. Mm. What they can Australians can do is to trust me to make the right call, not the easy call. And that is what I have done. Uh, We changed our position on Tuesday in the Cabinet. I'm here at the National Press Club on Thursday with uh, everyone here being accountable for that decision. Well, over the past couple of years, Albanese has committed to sticking with these cuts. So what is it that's led him to change his mind now? Well, I think it's a combination of an underlying tendency that they never liked them to begin with and then overlaid on top of that economic conditions that are sufficiently different from when it was passed that they've made the political judgment that they can explain away the change in position or the broken promise. I've always said I'd be upfront with people and I'd take responsibility for the decisions that my government makes. And I'm doing that today. When economic circumstances change, the right thing to do is to change economic policy. And that's what we are doing. It's worth the political pain of being harangued for having uh, breached the commitment in order to deliver a better result for low and middle income earners. They think voters will reward them more for trying to fix the material difficulties that they're in with higher rents, you know, uh, higher grocery prices. They, They think voters will reward them for addressing the cost of living problem rather than punish them for the broken um, promise. Well, let's look at what is actually happening now. What will the government's plan to revamp these stage three tax cuts actually look like for the average Australian? Right. So everyone earning below 146,000 Uh, will be better off under the new tax plan than under uh, the Stage 3 tax cuts, which were due to take effect in July. They've taken a big bite out of how much the high income earners are getting. So 190,000 plus, you were due to get $9,000 a year tax cut. That's now cut in half to 4,500. This has roughly doubled uh, what the average income earner uh, is getting back in tax cuts. If you're earning the average wage, which is $73,000, you'll get a tax cut of more than $1,500 a year, which is double what you would have received under stage three. If you're a full-time worker earning $100,000, you'll get an extra $800. If you're a family earning $130,000 with one partner earning eighty dollars and the other $50,000, you will receive $1,600 more than you would have under stage three. Mm. So very generous at the especially middle income level and a big haircut for the high income earners. But the centrepiece of it is that everyone, uh, everyone above the tax-free threshold of 18200 gets a tax cut. Even the high income earners still get a tax cut. It's just less generous than they would have received. Mm. So what do you think of this? How much do you think this could help low and middle income earners right now? I think it will make a big difference to people's budgets. I wonder whether uh, because it will be seen in every pay packet less being taken out of your pay packet, I do wonder whether they'll know that it's because of this tax plan that they're they're benefiting. But if you're getting $20 or $30 more a week, that's 
that's pretty good. That's not, you know, the milkshake and sandwich uh, tax cut that was d- derided during the, the Howard government years. It's it's pretty generous. And these are income levels where most taxpayers are. So it's it's very expensive to provide this many people with cost of living relief that's this substantial. What do you think the impact of this will be on the Australian economy? What has the Treasury said on that? Well, in the short term, I think the impact is going to be negligible. You know, it puts out $1.3 billion more in it the first four years. Treasury says that's not enough to do very much at all. Maybe middle-income earners spend a bit more of it than the high-income earners would have, so it has a very, very, very almost negligible impact on inflation. That's the Treasury analysis. Over 10 years, this takes $28 billion more out of taxpayers' pockets. So it does actually contribute to budget repair in the medium term. It can uh, be seen that it is less generous than stage three in the medium term. So they're giving bracket creep back dollar for dollar in the first four years, but they're taking a bit more uh, over the 10-year period. I mean, as you said, this is just the start of the political year. Um, We have a budget in just a few months' time, do you think we could see any more cost of living relief from Labor or do you think this is it? Well, there was a signal uh, in Anthony Albanese's speech that... These broader and better tax cuts are not the beginning of our actions on cost of living and they will certainly not be the end. So he was raising expectations again. That could be something like uh, rolling over the energy uh, relief plan. We're we're not sure uh, what that refers to yet. I asked him about whether recipients of government payments and people below the tax-free threshold were getting anything. He was non-committal about that. So so we don't really know the outline of, of what further is to come. But yes, there will be more. Well, the opposition has already attacked Albanese for breaking an election promise. Because I think Jim Chalmers and Bill Shorten have set the Prime Minister up for a massive fall. I think his leadership is terminal. I think he should call an election and put the change position to the Australian people. Do you think Dutton could get much mileage out of that line? I think he's definitely going to apply the blowtorch of, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire to the Prime Minister. If this Prime Minister is prepared to look your neighbour in the eye and lie to him or her, you are next. You only need to look at the uh, headlines in the first few days after this, you know, liability uh Deceit. Well, broken promises, lies and a tax cut controversy. It's safe to say it hasn't been the smoothest of weeks for Look, the PM. Let's start with the government's political decision to break a firm election promise and scrap those stage three tax cuts. To see that, you know, there's going to be a substantial assist uh, from some uh, media outlets in making the broken promise the number one issue of it. Mm. Labor MPs, when you talk to them, they, they understand that this has given... Peter Dutton, a potent weapon to beat them over the head with. They they know that. They just think that it's a fight worth having. The package benefits so many people that it's an argument that they should be able to win. But, you know, yes, it's, it's going to be tough for MPs in marginal seats. If voters hear that there's a broken promise, that there are tax cuts that are no longer arriving and they give more weight to that than actually plugging their income into a calculator and seeing how much more money they're getting, then yes, it'll it'll create difficulties for them. I imagine it's pretty hard for the opposition at this stage to criticise the government while also arguing that they care about the cost of living pressures that are really hitting low and middle income voters, right? 
Well, yes, and they've already had a little stumble where uh, Susan Lee was asked uh, whether they would repeal this uh, measure. You're telling me today that that you are not promising a rollback of the policy. And she said, well, this is our position. It's absolutely our position. Our position is that the Stage 3 tax cuts should be implemented as designed and as endorsed by the Australian people. But you're not promising a rollback. That was Anthony Albanese's position. We will assess any proposal that comes out today. Of course we will which implied, yes, they might uh, repeal this package which is more generous to low- and middle-income earners. And they already had to walk that back. They already said, oh, no, we have to look at the detail and we're not saying one way or the other whether we'll repeal it. That's a a demonstration of how difficult it would be for them to go to an election telling the majority, 84% of Australian taxpayers, that they're going to be taking money off them. So it creates problems for the coalition as well. You know, maybe uh, he he's decided to really do some serious work on tax for all Australians, PK, for all Australians. Um, so I want to see the detail of the proposal, but I said yesterday and I repeat today, a more generous tax cut for one Australian should Next, tax cuts, but at what cost? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. We're only one year out from an election year. And as you said, this is a bit of a political risk for Labor and particularly for Anthony Albanese, which was pointed out to him at the National Press Club last week. Prime Minister, thanks for your address. Um, Every other Prime Minister who's broken a major promise has gone on to lose their job. Why will Anthony Albanese be different? What did you make of his response? We're being very upfront with the Australian people that when... Economic circumstances have changed. It is the responsible thing to do to change our policy. And we are changing our policy for the right reasons. So he said, you know, we're doing the right thing, not the easy thing. I'll be accountable. Uh, I accept that it's a change in position. A lot of the questions, they were so repetitive. The questions were just like, you know, will you admit that you are a liar and provide a uh, five-second grab that the coalition can use in their election ads? And he didn't give the the grab uh, of saying, you know, yes, I'm a liar. So it was a reasonable outing for him, but it, it's up to the Australian people, you know, whether they feel ripped off by this, whether they feel that they can't trust him. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Peter Dutton and Susan Lee and others telling people how they should feel about it, but we we don't we don't know yet whether people uh, are going to turn against him and, and never believe a word that he says ever again. 
Paul, let's look back in Australian politics for a moment. Can you think of any other prime ministers who've similarly walked back election promises? I mean, how has that worked out for them? Well, generally, uh, breaking promises has not gone very well. Paul Keating revoking the LAW law tax cuts, Tony Abbott cutting health and education, and Julia Gillard legislating an interim carbon price. All those leaders uh, either lost an election or were rolled by their colleagues. Those, uh, those changes of policy direction didn't create winners like this policy does. Sure, there are, there are losers, but there are a lot of low and middle income earners that will have more money as a result of this. So I don't think we've seen uh, this precise <laughs> scenario play out before. Of course, there are examples like John Howard saying never ever to a GST and then taking it to another election, uh, which he got a fresh mandate for it and suffered a large swing. We know that's what Peter Dutton would like Anthony Albanese to do, to take it to an election before it's legislated, because that he'd probably cop a walloping there. But Anthony Albanese hopes that because the tax cuts will flow in July, people will have money in their pockets and it will be a lot harder to be concerned about a broken promise than to be concerned about whether or not you get to keep that money by the time the next election comes along. Well, I guess the first test of what voters think of this will be at the by-election in the Victorian seat of Dunkley, which is being held after the death of Labor MP Peter Murphy. How do you think this could play out for Labor there? So our data editor, Nick Evershed, has crunched the numbers looking at income levels in Dunkley, and and he estimates that, you know, 85,000 people are going to be better off there and 5,000 worse off and about 19,000 in the, in the same position. And Dunk- Dunkley is a fairly typical electorate in that Uh, around 80% of people are going to be better off under this plan uh, than under stage three. But of course, there is the difference between the actuality and perception. Not every voter is going to know how much they are due to get under each package. So people can vote, you know, down to the dollar or economically, rationally, I'm better off under this than that. Uh, or they can vote on a, a general perception of it's important to keep promises and, and that hasn't been done in this instance. So it, it's a good first litmus test about whether or not people care more about the dollars and cents or whether they care more about the the principles of staying to the commitment uh, come what may. Of course, this is going to be a bigger conversation than just the seat of Dunkley. Does Labor have the support they need on the crossbench to get this plan into legislation? Well, we know the coalition isn't voting for it. Uh, So in order to get something passed, then you need the Greens and two more senators. Jackie Lambie and David Pocock They've got three votes between them. They've said that they're up for changes, so that's very positive. The Greens have 11 votes. We have legislation coming before the parliament. It's because of pressure from Greens and the others saying this was fundamentally unfair. We've dragged Labor kicking and screaming to realise it's unfair, but what they're bringing to Parliament is not as good as they're saying it is. Adam Bant has said that uh, it doesn't go far enough. The Greens want to take more money off high-income earners. One of the things we know from the fact that legislation is coming before Parliament is that pressure works and that Greens' pressure works, and we've seen that with the housing legislation that came before Parliament. Their leverage, though, is is limited. They can send it to a Senate inquiry. They can uh, they can delay. They can you know pass the bill, you know in in May, sort of very shortly before the tax cuts take effect. But the idea that they would line up 
with the coalition to vote down this bill and then give 9,000 instead of 4,500 to uh, the rich is extremely unlikely. So, yeah, they'll complain. They'll, they'll play it for what it's worth. They want people to hear that they are, you know, even more pro-redistribution than Labor. They want to uh, tear up the richest tax cut by more. They want people to hear that message. I think it's a very good chance of going through. And so what does this move signal about the government's priorities for this political year? So for the first year or so of the Albanese government, they were accused of being a little bit do-nothing. They came, they uh, legislated their election promises, but they didn't deviate from it very much at all. There have been a few things that they've gone further than their election commitments. They uh, increased tax on people with more than $3 million in their superannuation. The industrial relations changes went a little bit further than what people expected. But this was qualitatively and quantitatively the biggest thing that they are going to be doing in this term of government. It was the biggest departure from what they promised uh, at the election. And it, it it really sets them up as, you know, we're not just a, a ticker box going through a, a list of things that we said we would do at the election. We are responding to circumstances. We are in government now. And so we're able to forge our own path. And I want to be known as a prime minister who had the ticker to say what was needed and to set about doing it, even as uh, I recognise that this would be controversial. Well, Anthony Albanese said there is a problem. People are suffering in a cost of living crisis. There's a limited amount the government can, uh, can do, but this is a significant lever that they have to help people by carving up uh, the same amount of money in a much more generous way to low and middle income earners. So I think it shows that they're going to be arguing that they as a government have improved people's material circumstances. They know that people are doing it tough. They've done as much as they can to fix it rather than sit back and wring their hands, as Albanese says. Integrity. I'll tell you what my integrity is. Not looking at low and middle income earners and saying, sorry, I'm just the Prime Minister, I'm not in a position to help you, when I know that I am in a position to help you and that's what this plan does. So by the time of the next election, you know, maybe some people will be pissed at them for breaking the promise, but they won't be suffering from this uh, sort of progressive critique that they are caretakers of the Scott Morrison legacy, that they're just doing everything that the coalition would have done with a few minor changes here and there. This is a very significant change. That was Guardian Australia's political correspondent, Paul Carp. You can find his latest reporting on this issue at the Guardian website, including his article called Albanese Promises to Double Tax Relief for Average Income Australians in Stage 3 Overhaul. And thanks to Victorian state reporter Adesha Laore for recording her conversations with voters who you heard at the start of this episode. I recommend you check out her article on how these voters are feeling. It's called It's a No-Brainer, What Voters in Upcoming Dunkley By-Elections Say About Labor's Stage 3 Tax Cut Changes. We've linked to these articles on the Full Story page. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Karishma Luthria and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design and mixing. The executive producer of Full Story is Hannah Parks. Don't forget to subscribe to Full Story wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also leave us a review. 
I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.